Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Lift up your two hands to Jesus this morning. Oh, yes, Lord. What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. What a blessing. 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 We thank you, O God, for your goodness and for your mercy. Your graciousness towards us. Thank you for gathering us together this morning. Thank you for the presence of your spirit to minister. We come, O God, with our hope on you and our eyes on you that you are coming through to us this morning. Thank you for innumerable company of angels. Thank you, Lord. Present here with us this morning. Coming through to minister unto the needs of the saints. And thank you that needs are met this morning. Thank you that yokes are broken. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that problems are solved. Yes. Thank you that sicknesses are healed. Yes, Lord. Thank you that prayers are answered, Thank you for answered prayers. as we come in your presence. Yes, Lord. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Please be seated. And Genesis chapter 14. Now, God is taking you into greatness. And God's plan for you is greatness. Say amen. amen. God doesn't plan for anybody that he calls or anybody who follows him to remain small and little and to remain insignificant. That's why you would never remain insignificant. You didn't hear me. All the people here didn't hear me. I said God's plan for anybody who he calls or anybody who follows him, is that you will never remain insignificant. And whoever you are and whatever your life is and wherever it is now, you will never remain insignificant in the name of Jesus. Insignificant means that, it means what? Unimportant. Obama, why you be once you follow him? So he calls um, Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. Did I say Genesis 14? Yes, it's Genesis 4. But let's look at 12 first in verse 1. And it said, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of the, thy country and from thy kindred. And from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So this is a calling, which is a difficult calling. Why is it difficult? Is it difficult because normally when you are being sent, they will tell you where you are going. That come, I'm sending you to this place or to that place. But this is a sending without destination. Come. And when... You have packed your things and you are ready and you come. Then I will show you where you are going. I'm sure some of us will ask the question, but if you show me, then I'll know how to pack my things. Whether the place I'm going is a hot place or it's a cold place or what do I need to go? But just come. When you come, you will know where you are going. But 
the nice thing about the calling also, just the next verse, verse 2, then he said, and I will make of thee a great nation. As soon as the call comes to Abraham, the next thing is that I'm going to make you great. As soon as you begin to follow God, the next thing is that I'm going to make you great. I said, God is making you great. I said, God is making you great. God is in the business of making his followers great. Yeah, I believe it. And it's by faith also. It's what you believe or what you don't believe. So just come and I'm making you great. I'll make you a great nation and I will bless you. When you follow God, the, what God does for you is that he blesses you. He doesn't curse you. You don't become a cursed person by following God. And a lot of the evil things that happen in life, they are a result of curses. If you are a follower of God, you need to know and understand that you have been redeemed from curses. Curses are there. Curses are working. Curses are in, in force all the time. But by following God and by serving God and by giving your everything to God, there is also a deliverance from these things. He said, I will make you great and I will bless you. The most powerful cancellation of curses or the most powerful thing that can cancel curses is blessing. Oh, yeah. Blessings versus curses. The curse is the opposite of the blessing. So when God comes and he says that, for you, I'm blessing you, what does it mean? It means that the other curses, negative things and whatever it is, it will not work in your life anymore, but what will work in your life is the blessing of God. So the call is associated with blessings. When God calls you, he has an intention to make you a great person. He said, I'll bless you and I will make thy name great and thou shall be a blessing. The moment, the time you know that you are blessed is that you are a blessing. Are you hearing me? How do you know that you are blessed? When you yourself, you are a blessing. So your blessing doesn't mean much. If it's just for you and uh, your wife and your children to just enjoy yourselves, or whatever, but he said you will be a blessing. A time comes when you yourself are a blessing to people's lives. People you know, people you don't know, people near, people far, people anywhere, and that is the mark of a blessed person. The mark of a blessed person is that his life is a blessing to other people. Yes. So, this is God's call. And in verse 3, he said, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that cursed thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be named. So God continues to release the secret of the calling, the secret of Abraham leaving his home and coming to follow God is that it is blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing. The secret to your following God and your serving God from your heart and with everything you have is that it is what? Blessing and what? Blessing and what? Blessing and what? Blessing and and blessing. So it is not tears and tears and tears. It's not suffering and suffering and suffering. Yeah. So you need to understand this. And you need to know what your 
service to God and the, the call of God entails and what you should expect and what should come to you. Sometimes you don't enjoy certain things just because you don't know that they are there for you. Even when you work somewhere, you may have some benefit, but you don't know. They haven't told you that this thing and that, 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 that you, you can have this and have this. And so you are just there and you are just working hard. But the blessings and the benefits that are associated with the work, you don't know. So you are there one day, so they are. But you, you can have this. I say, oh, no, it's not for me. No, it's true. You'll be like the guy who sat on the plane and refused to eat. Because as he was traveling, he didn't have any money at all. He was hungry throughout. Everything they bring, he said no. Tea, no. Coffee, no. Food, no. Everything, no. Hungry. Then, I think somebody else said, why don't you so bad? I don't have any money, so I don't want to incur. So no, the ticket you bought, it includes the tea. It includes the, the food, it includes the chicken, and it includes the, 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 the drinks. But you don't know that your calling and your service includes blessings from God. And I'm saying it for you to know that your life is a blessed life. And your life will, it must be a blessed life. And your life must end up as a blessed life. That's what it is. I said that's what it is. There's nothing else. God doesn't call you to disgrace you. Or God doesn't call you to make you little. To make you insignificant. To make you nothing. He calls you to make you great. He said I'll make of you a great nation. Yes. That's the call. And you must know that. It doesn't also mean that if at a certain point you have one problem or the other, it means that that's not the call of God. That's the call of God, but it is on its way. <laughs> it comes. I was at a function yesterday, and I think it's this morning I was thinking about the whole something. Because these are people I've known for some time, for some years. But... I can see God's blessing in their lives. And I said, ah, no, some time ago, they would not even have thought of doing something like this. Yes. It will not be. They will think about it. But suddenly they are having a fashion. People have gathered in the place and food all over to be eaten. I didn't eat some because I left. Are you still here? And that, that I'm showing you what your life is destined for. The journey of your life is that it is a blessing that God has planned for your life. He has planned a good thing for your life. He has planned good days for your life. He has planned a good outcome for you. He has planned good results for you. He has planned for your life to be above and not to be beneath. He has planned for you to have joy. He has planned for you to be rich. He has planned for you to have good things. God's plan is not... Abraham, I'm calling you, come and follow me and I'll make you suffer all the days of your life. That is not God's plan. That's not the calling. That's not the calling. Now, get to chapter 14 and we are looking at the secret of Abraham in tithing. What Abraham taught us about tithing. Now, in, in, before we even get to 14, so God calls, he said, I'll do this for you and I'll do that. Then in chapter 13, that's the next chapter. Verse 1. 
He said, Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And look at verse 2. And Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. Can you put your name there? And maybe you're, they will not say cattle and silver and gold, but they will say that in cities and in dollars and in euros and pounds. Okay. I thought you don't like pounds at this time. That's the description of his life. When he left home and followed God, he wasn't there. Said Abraham was very hungry because there was no food to eat and there was no money and um, nobody was giving him. And so, no, as he left home and followed God, the next thing we heard about him is that he is very rich. Yeah. No, 13, not 14. We haven't gotten to 14 yet. So in 14, chapter 14, we find what I consider to be the secret of Abraham. It came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of China, Ariok, king of uh, something, something, something. Continue. The names are too heavy. Made war with Barak king of Sodom and with Besha king of Gomorrah, Shenab king of Adma, and uh, what? Shemeba king of Zebulun, and the king of Bela, which is Zohar. Continue. And all these were joined together in the vale of Sidim, which is in the South Sea. Twelve years they served and so on. But continue, just read on. In, read on, 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 read who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eskel and brother of Anna, and these were confederate with Abraham. So he had friends around who came to tell him that, look, all these nations have gathered together and they have come to capture your, um, your nephew, Lot, and taking a lot of things away. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servant. Do you know servant armed and trained? Yeah, that's where he comes from. He armed his trained servant, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. So, you see, Abraham, by this time, he had an army in his house. <laughs> his own private army. So, different nations that we couldn't even mention all their names. They have gathered together and come on a raid. And then Abraham rises up and buys guns for his servants in the house. And said, we are going to fight all these nations together. That's Abraham. Do you know what it means to have an army? Like Ghana army, how much they spend on them every year or every whatever. For a nation. That's why some people want to enter the army. They are not taking you because they can't take so many people. But one man 
had an army. And he divided himself against them, and the seven knights smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is of the left of Damascus, Redon, and he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. So he armed his servants, and they went and captured or um, 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 caught up with the people and beat them up. And took back the human beings and all the goods. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer, And the kings that were with him at the valley of Shave, which is the king's deal. Verse 18. And Melchizedek, a person who has a mysterious presentation in the Bible. Because in the Bible, he is called a type of Christ. They said that he has no beginning and he has no end. He has never been introduced in the Bible, but he just appears at this time. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And nobody knows where he came from and how he appeared. But he's known as the priest of the Most High God, he brought bread and wine. Bread and wine stands for what we know today as the communion. So the priest was offering communion. And it shows that he was a real priest of the Most High God, not a heathen priest. And he blessed him. How many love blessings? When you have that, every time you receive the communion, it is followed by blessings. Sometimes you think, oh, they are just saying something or they are just doing something. No, it is the real spiritual, biblical thing that is happening. He brought the, the bread and the wine, and after he had given it to him and he ate it, he blessed him. Every time you come for communion service and you take the communion and the blessings are following, remember that they are specifically tailor-made for you and it is what God wants you to have, what God has arranged for you. It's in the Bible. You must believe it. Listen, everything is by believing. And again, we miss out on a lot of things just because we can't believe. Then we miss out on them. Just because we can't believe. You believe in blessings. Do you believe in blessings? People must love blessings. People must look for blessings. People must fight for blessings. Um, Esau and Jacob, they had a real big fight in the house. It was not over money. It wasn't over property. Is it that their father is going to die in the building? One of them is trying to take it all. The money in the bank, this one has tried to hijack it. The only thing they were fighting about was the blessing from their father. That this guy, Esau was supposed to be blessed. He had been asked to bring food for the blessing. And then Jacob just comes in and receives the blessing. You must love it and want it so much that you are ready to fight for blessing instead of fighting for money. Of, is it money you, you finish it? But the blessing, it will go with you and stay with you and remain with you and do greater works in your life all the days of your life. You'll be living in the power of the blessing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Love blessings. Please go back to my scripture. And after giving him the bread and the wine, he blessed Abraham of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. And verse 20, and blessed and blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. He gave, Abraham gave to the priest tithes of all. Now, we learn obedience from Abraham. 
how God will call him and say that leave your home and start moving and then he will leave and he will start moving. It's obedience. We learn faith from Abraham. Abraham is well known for, Abraham is father of faith. We all know that one. But the one thing I want you to get into your spirit this morning is Abraham's tithing. He was a tithe payer. He was a tithe giver. And the question you ask is, where did he get that from? And because people say that oh, tithe is the law. When the law came, then they brought tithe as a part of the law. But this is somebody who was living long before any law was given at all. But when he came back, he came and said, this is the priest who had brought the oil and the wine. And he gave him a tithe of all. That's why usually the first Sunday is our communion Sunday. It's also our tithe Sunday. The two are related. Are you seeing the link in the Bible? Yeah, you must see it very quickly. The two are related. So he brought a tithe of all. Look at it. Look at verse 21, just for reading sake. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is done, lest thou should say, I have made Abraham rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, uh, the, the food they ate, if it's your food, that's okay. But I am not interested in the goods. He's the one who went to fight with his servant and collected all these things and brought them back. But he said, I don't want it. I'm not taking anything. The only thing I want is blessings. So I give my tithe to the priest and I receive the blessing of it. I give my tithe and I receive the blessing, but I'm not looking for any physical, material thing so that you come and say, you are the, yeah, you, you, you are the one who made me rich. No, who, made, he, who is making him rich? He knows where the source of his riches is, that it is God who is making him rich. So he doesn't need a king. He doesn't need a politician. He doesn't need any man of authority, but he just needs to have things right with God. I believe that for many of us, the blessing of God is with us, but somehow our action of non-tithing blocks the blessing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I believe so. It's a blocker. Of your blessings. Maybe that's why Malachi said in the Malachi 3.10. He said that bring ye all the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. And prove me now herewith if I will not do what? Eh? Open you the windows of heaven. And pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough. So there's a certain window that needs to be opened so that the blessing of God will come through that window. And he said, bring the tithe and the offerings because the tithe and the offering, they have the power of opening the windows for you. In other words, if you are not a tithe and offering person, your windows remain closed. Could it be that you are just behind some closed windows or your blessings are behind some windows that need to be opened, but the key to open the thing is the very thing that you have kept away and so your window just remains closed. I'm reading the Bible. Are you with me in the Bible? The pastor needs some money this morning. That's why he's preaching about tithe. Now, I need blessing for you. 
he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And I also wish the word to be a reality in your life because it is true. Are you with me? It is true. What God has said about your blessing, it is true. What God has said, what the Bible says about your prosperity, it is true. What the Bible says about your increase, it is true. What the Bible says about your greatness, it is true. I'm showing you this morning that your own action could block it. I remember that guy, they said the great man who was, um, um, when Elijah, eh? 2 Kings 7, prophesied, is it 1 Kings 7? Is it Elijah who prophesied? Yes. That tomorrow by this time, Every food is going to be pl- in a time of real famine. Food is going to be plenty and abundant. It's Elisha, eh? Abundant in this place. And you have sold for a shekel and this and that. Uh, what the guy's response, verse 2. Quickly, please, this is not part of that. Then the Lord on whose hands some to no man that the king leaned and said the man of God and said behold if the Lord will make windows in heaven might this thing be and he said behold thou shalt see it with thy eyes but thou shalt not eat thereof. If the Lord will make windows in heaven, I don't know whether he was talking by some incomplete revelation or saying something. Is it not windows in heaven we just came from? We have read about windows in heaven, but there's some two known guy who didn't believe. But he's saying something that we also see in the Bible, that there are windows in heaven. There are windows. Could it be that your windows are locked permanently with bars, burglar proof, as we know it over here? Never open. Have you seen a window that never opens? No, there are. There are some buildings and things. They put the window there, but they don't intend to open it. Yes. It's just for aesthetic purposes. Could it be that even the hinges have not been fixed on your windows because you have not even started with what Abraham did at all? So Abraham brought all the tithe and let me just show you number one. Abraham showed that tithing was practiced long before the laws of Moses were instituted. That's what he's teaching us. So it is not an obedience of the law. It is a practice of faith. I don't know who taught him. I don't know how he got to know of it. How he knew the secret. But Certainly, what we know is that at that time, no laws had been written that pay tight or do this or do that. But in his spirit, he knew that that is it. So when he met the priest, he said, this is my opportunity. Let me give the tithe to the priest. So those who argue that is of the law. Number two, Abraham showed that tithing was not a law that had to be obeyed but a practice that common sense should lead you to. He showed us that it's not a law that you have to obey, but it is a practice that why common sense? Common sense because tithing is showing your acknowledgement to God that what I have and what I am, it comes from you and it is from your presence, that it is God, you have given it to me. And this part of it, I give it back to you, which is called the tithe. It's common sense. Number three, Abraham showed that 
tithes were to be paid to the priests. And it is true because when the law came, they were paying the tithe to the Levites. And the Levites were the priests. The, I mean, the tribe of Levi. That's where the priests came from. And they were in charge of the temple and doing everything. But now, you don't take your tithe. I'm the priest and bring it to me after church. This is my tithe. It is given to the house of God. Number four. Abraham showed that paying tithe to the priest led to more blessings. And that's what we are talking about. More blessings. How many want more blessings? How many want more blessings? How many want more blessings? You see, sometimes tithing is not even common sense because it defies common sense. The sense that is so common and base will tell you that instead of giving it away, just hold it to yourself and add it to the little you have so that your life will be better. But as, as something a little more than that, which now enters you into the realm of the spirit, says that I could acknowledge God, show your love for God, and show how you appreciate God for what is done in your life and what is doing by giving this. And then God will continue to bless you. That's why it defies common sense sometimes. Number five, Abraham showed that tithing can be practiced by very rich people. You remember what we read? Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. And remember that, chapter 14, even if you follow it chronologically, I don't think that was the first time he was doing it. That was his practice. He had been doing it until he was described as very rich. There are some people who think that they are so rich that if they pay 10% of their income to the church, the church can't handle it. Somebody was like that. They said, pay tight. said, do you know how much I earn? If I bring 10% to the church, no. And what do you know that that's what the church is? One CD and five CDs and on a good day you give 10 CDs. That's what the church, where you are sitting and the things you can see around, is it one CD they used to do? What do you mean? Don't bring yourself this morning because I'm not on that road. Church, there is one CDO, there is something there. Where you are, even the chair you are sitting on, is it a one CD chair? Or do you look around the environment that the environment that is blowing? Is it a one CD? Yes. That's why if you don't be one day by the time you come, I've opened the doors and carried all these things back. Hey. Rich people can pay tithe. And I know, you know, there are people in the church when they give their tithe, it's like, it's like 100 people's tithe put together. <laughs> it's true. One person. Then you say that, look. This person is a believer. This person believes. Because it's, a, it's too big. Rich people pay tithe. Finally, Abraham showed us that priests are greater than rich men because the lesser is always blessed of the greater. Is that not so? Abraham was a rich man. Melchizedek was a priest. But it was Melchizedek who blessed Abraham, not vice versa. But without any dispute, the lesser is blessed by the greater. Hebrews 7 should be verse 8 or something like that. Are you still here? Yes. He received what? Blessing. When you come and stand here and we are praying over you and your tithe and pronouncing blessing, it's in the Bible. That's what Abraham knew and that's what Abraham did 
And that is what we can learn from Abraham, the secret of his greatness. Yeah. So God called him and said, I'll make you great. But as God called him and he was going on the journey, there were also things that God revealed to him and things that he got to know that I have to do this. I have to relate with God like this. And I have to be like that, like that. This is what is taking me into great. But not just the fact that leaving home was step one. And Abraham's life, when you read it in the Bible, is just full of blessings. Are you with me? Are you there? Full of blessings. Every time God is saying, that I'll bless you and I'll make you great and your seed shall possess the land. I'm giving this land to you. Even his children. He said that I will bless, when he spoke to Isaac, I'm blessing you because of the covenant I had with Abraham, your father. Only blessings. And Abraham is the man that God called and said, sacrifice your son. Has God asked you to sacrifice your son? He has not, eh? Do you know why he hasn't asked you? Because even tight, you can't pay. <laughs> tight, cry, you can't put it down. Come on, cities. You can't say that this is my tight, thousand cities. This is my tight, 500. This is my tight, 200. This is my tight, 100. This is my tight, 20 cities. This is my tight, 20,000. If you can't do how will God come and ask you for your son? But he knew Abraham. That Abraham had been given his tithe without complaining, doing it from his heart faithfully, consistently. So he knew that this is the person, if he has done all this, I'm taking him higher. By asking for a higher sacrifice of his only son. Are you still there? You haven't given me um, um, thousand CDs before. Every time you give me money, it's 20 CDs, 30 CDs, 50. Then they, I come this and I say, I need 10,000 from you. Does it work like that? At least you should show that you are getting close to the place. Yes. And that's what Abraham has showed. That look, giving is not a problem. Sacrifice is not a problem. Putting a valuable thing down is not a problem. Putting the tide down is not a problem. I've gone to fight with my own army. That's what somebody will argue. It's my own army. I am the one who fed them, who transported them, who armed them, who bought everything. And I used them to go and fight and take all these goods. How do you now come and say you are the priest so I should bring... 10% of the things that were already ours and they took away. What about all the expenses of going to fight? That's today's important people. How they can reason. They all the expenses of going to fight. Who is going to pay for that? But he, did, he came himself and said that the, the thing, no. Take. I'm bringing it. 10%. Take all. In spite of all that is that when I was earning the money and I was toiling, were you there then now I should bring 10% ah, me Jimmy and I yes, we Jimmy Kakarantina and I said yeah, I'm, I'm trying to show you something I'm trying to show you the reason why the windows are closed when God um, Genesis 22 look at how God even how the Bible and it came to pass after this thing that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him here I am and, 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 and he said take now thy son thy only son Isaac when thou, whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah offer him therefore a burnt offering Upon one of the mountains, which I will show thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled the ass and took the 
two young men and took his son. I'm going for the sacrifice. Yes. Without discussion with his wife. No discussion. If you have to pay tight, you have to ask permission from your wife before you pay tight. You will never be a good tight payer. I'm not saying wives don't pay to some wives are better than their husbands anyway. But whatever it is, because now you have to go and seek approval before. Your wife is the finance director. They have to seek approval. Uh, so approval for the payment of tithe. Uh, so approval for uh, offering that you have to give. Also uh, approval for uh, somebody that you want to help. You will never do well. Yes, it will be a requisition. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is Jesus thought I said that do arms. And he said, Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I'm not saying it should be secret, but I think that there are some things they come from your heart like this that I have to do this. And you have to be able to rise and do it without any board meeting. Because if you have board meeting, it will be shut down. Imagine that Abraham woke up in the morning or in the night before they were sleeping and said, Sarah, I'm going out somewhere with Isaac tomorrow morning. He said, where are you going? Last week he went somewhere and said, God has spoken to me that I should go and sacrifice Isaac on the mountain. They said, what? do what? Sacrifice. sacrifice. So you are taking some of the sheep again. But you know that these days we don't have a lot and the meat is getting finished. Even sheep crop complaining about the meat in the house. Before before you reveal to her that it's not the sheep, but it is the son that you bore, your only son, I'm taking him for a sacrifice. I don't know what will happen in that house that day. And they will remind Abraham, look at all that I went through. As a 90-year-old, do you know how to give birth to a baby? And especially when you are 90 years. Isaac, have you? Abraham. Have you thought about this thing before? You don't have any idea. You don't have any idea. Yes. You will, the, the meeting will quench the spirit immediately. May a new way of life, of giving, of tithing, never be known as a stingy, hard person who doesn't give. And not because you have a lot, but because you believe. Whether you have or whether you don't have, whether whatever. If you don't have, even that is the reason why you should want to give more. Because if you believe that give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Then at the time you don't have, that is the time you even want to do more. Oh yes. But if you have waited till the day you have so that you do it, oh, I tell you that it's never going to work for you. Yes, it will be hard for you to give. If you can't give a tithe of 100 CDs now, you cannot give a tithe of 10,000 CDs. By the time it will come, your tithe will be 10,000. I'm not speaking fantasies like imaginations, but I'm speaking real things. People who are faithful, they put their tithe, you see, 10,000, 12,000, something thousand, and it's gone. Yes. You don't need to calculate, is it 10% or 20% or whatever percent? So if uh, this one is 10, uh, 10%, then the 100%, I don't know about all those things, but I can see people's faithfulness in giving. Look, even if it's not up to 10%, the ability to take your money like that and say, I'm giving it to God, I think it surpasses every whatever that you can think. Yeah. Lift your hands and pray for yourself. Ask for mercy from God. I don't know how your giving and your tithe life has been, we have been talking about in the convention. We were talking about your friend saying, 
fruitfulness, multiplication, and increase of every source and every form and whatever. And I believe it. And I believe that in this church, we are about to experience and to see great people yes, that God yes. has lifted up, people hey. that God is lifting up into greatness, financial greatness. Amen. Yes, we are seeing it yes, in this Lord. place. We are hey. seeing it yes, in this Lord. place. Amen. People come, oh, you see, so it is young, young people Papa, who are around. Just give us a little time hey. because God is still working. Yes, These same young people or God old people or people that don't look yes. like Greatness is coming from the presence of God to them. But I am showing you this morning that you can be your own blocker of your greatness. The blocker of God's blessing by keeping that window closed. Pray and ask that let this window now swing open as in my heart I repent before God today about my my stinginess and my non-giving and my non-obedience to giving and tithing this is what Abraham did that's why every time we are looking at his greatness and his greatness and his greatness and his greatness and his greatness yes that's what Abraham that's what we learned from Abraham his greatness and greatness and greatness watch this look at it I went to 22 but I didn't finish what I was saying And the angel of the Lord, and Abraham called the name of the, so God gave him um, a distant, a ram instead. The angel of the Lord shouted from heaven the second time, verse 16, and said, By myself I have sworn, yes, saith the Lord. By myself. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son. Maybe in your case he said, and has not withheld thy tithe. Because you have to pass the tithe test before greater tests will come. (laughs) Look at verse 17. That in blessing I will bless thee. I don't know any time that somebody that when God meets him is blessing we, we saw it in chapter 12, it's in chapter 13, it's in uh, chapter 14, a priest meets him and blessings are flowing. Um, in chapter f- 15, you see his discussion with the angels and blessings. In chapter 18, they are giving him promises of a child that is coming and things that are coming for him. And then we come to this place. He said that in blessing, I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed at the stars of the heaven and at the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in the sea shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. When you obey the voice of God in this simple matter, then you see that God has no choice, but he will just begin to release blessings on you. Lift your hand. May the blessing of giving, the blessing of tithing, come upon you. Amen. The window that is shut, my God, locked up with all your provisions behind. Yes, Lord. As you repent personally before God, and as you begin to flow with God in a new way, obeying Him, obeying Him in the matter of your finances. 
prophesy. May these windows now be open unto Amen. you. May these windows now swing open. Amen. And I release upon yes, the children Lord. of God, God the blessing of the, God, Amen. fruitfulness Amen. on every side, I receive it. increase I receive on it. every side. I May God multiply I you. May God increase Amen. you. Increase your good. Amen. Increase your finances. Amen. Increase everything Amen. that has to do with you. For your life, may you experience yes, now increase the after increase, increase upon increase yes, upon Lord. increase Amen. upon increase Amen. as you obey the Amen. Lord. And I declare Amen. over anyone Professor. that comes in obedience to the word of God, yes, it shall never be the case Amen. that you obey God from yes, your Lord. heart and you did not see the greatness Amen. that God will bring you. And now, oh God, begin to lift up yes, Lord, men and women of great substance. Amen. Begin to lift up, Lord. People that are struggling in life, prophesy. They now begin to obey you. Professor. Lift up that mighty hey. hand upon them, O oh God. Yes, and show your love, your yes, mercy, yes, and Lord. your greatness yes, on Lord. their life. Change their financial Amen. situation. Change their life situation. Yes, Change the things Change that concern them, O oh God. God. Let it be seen and clear hey. that the Lord is with them. Amen. And the Lord is moving with them. It. And the Lord is doing Professor. great things in their life. What we have thought of as alien to us, as impossible, as cannot be. Oh God, as we come, obey in our faithfulness. Oh God, lift up your children. Lift up, Lord. And let the dreams become a reality. Hey, Somebody, you see it as a dream, hey, but it's becoming it. a reality for you. You'll be walking it. in the dream. You'll be pinching it. yourself, and you'll be wondering and asking yourself it. questions: whether it. this is real Just or all. this is still hey. a dream. Am I going to wake up from this real. and see that it's not? It is but real. that is what God has Just done. All. That's what God is doing for you. Prophesy. In this very place hey, of God, yes, Lord. let there be a lifting up. Lifting up. Bless the children of bless God. Lord. Bless the children bless of Lord. God. As you bless Abraham hey, continually. I receive it. I receive bless it. the children Amen. in the way cathedral. Amen. Continually. continually. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Continually. continually. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Continually. continually. Bless us, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Continually. continually. Bless us, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Continually. Let the ordinary person now become a great person in the name of Jesus. Jesus. We bless you. Yes, Lord. We honor you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you have started doing. I can feel abundance of the supply of God and abundance of the lifting up of the Lord and abundance of the elevation into greatness and the mighty right hand that is upon the people of God. You will never be left down there. You are being taken to the highest place in Jesus' name. Shout a big amen. Amen. In this tenth month, is the beginning of new life. The beginning of new life. I receive it. Somebody, a miracle you have been waiting for. This month is the month for it. Is the beginning of new life. Hey, I the it. prayer you have been praying yes, from Lord. the beginning yes, of the yes, year. Yes, yes. This is the beginning this of the beginning. new life. Yes, it's the Lord. tenth month. Hey. You went to the birth in the ninth month. And in the tenth month, you are nurturing your baby and cuddling your baby at home with you. Handling and holding and admiring and enjoying the new life that God has given you. Receive that new life. Receive that new blessing. Receive the new door that is open. Receive the answer to that prayer. Receive that miracle. Receive that new thing. There is a new thing happening in your life. Papa, yo.
prophesy. This month of yes, October. Yes, this month of October. This month. There's a new thing happening in your life. I receive it. Like prophesy. The same for you. Prophesy. And I'm talking about only blessings. Yes, Lord. Only There's blessings. nothing wicked that will come hey, your way. Nothing wicked, There's God. nothing evil that There's will come into your dwelling place. To you. There's nothing evil that will yes, touch yes, your yes, life. Yes, yes, There's yes. nothing evil hey, that will come where you are. Amen. But it's all life and the blessing of the yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. May a great, hey. mighty new thing. Yes, Lord. A great, mighty new thing. Be your testimony. Yes, Lord. Let it be my testimony. In this month. In this month. Of October. Of October. That's your blessing. That's my blessing. Keep it. I receive it. Remember it. I remember it. Look out for it. Hey. Because it's happening for it's you. It's happening. Definitely. Yes, Lord. Definitely. 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 Definitely happening. Yes, Lord. That's your blessing. Receive that blessing. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry.